Happy Monday, everybody. Let's check out a war film podcast. It's Danger Close. This is a show that we reviewed last year, and we're going to revisit it because they resubmitted it. So let's give them a listen. It's just one listen. You really must uh, come by my studio one day. I'll show you exactly how it's done. a film critic and a theater director as they laugh, argue, and explore the history of humanity's triumphs and tragedies through war films, old and new. War is hell. People make films about it. And we love to talk about them. New episodes every Friday. What up, Daniel? <laughs> Excited to check out the Danger Close podcast because I got some notes. Okay, so I was excited to see this because um, I remember, if I remember correctly, it's been a year, um, over 200 episodes in. If I'd been recording every single day, we'd be at episode 365. I think I'm 100 episodes shy of that or so. Uh, But excited to check out the Danger Close podcast. I talk with Daniel. He's a supporter of this show. I talk with him often. We've pinged back and forth. It's He's got a good show, man. Um, Danger Close podcast is interesting they had an artwork that was a black and white a black and white artwork that they had before now they got this really detailed color um rendition i think of what they had before even better what i love about their artwork i think it's 100 percent original if i'm not mistaken very well done and you look at it and think this is exactly what the show is about this is very seldom do we come across a show where um, you have any ideas because I wasn't in the military. I think military people are going to lean into it or folks that were in the military are going to lean into it because they're going to know what danger close means for me. I take it literal and it's like danger close. What is that? Well, I remember when we talked about this before is that it's, it's actually a military term Uh, exactly what it means. But there's, if they didn't have anything that indicated that it was a military or war film podcast, I'd have no way of knowing. I would think, is this a true crime show? What is it? Right. So it's a film review show. I did notice that um, Danger Close and then the author, at least in iTunes show, I'm sorry, an Apple podcast shows up as a war film podcast. Not sure if they, I don't know if they have like a production company, LLC, or maybe Daniel's name could be listed as the the author or something like that. I don't know. Either way, um, that's neither here nor there. They release shows every single Friday. They're consistent. These guys have been doing it for a while. They're passionate. Uh, I've always been a fan of this show because it's a super unique niche. And, uh, well, let's just give it a listen. And I'll let you, for those of you who aren't familiar with the show, um, we'll give you a listen and see what you think. Am I biased? Yes, because this is one of the highest rated shows that I had when I first started. And um, I listened to it. I like this show. I think it's a good show. We're going to listen to the Charlotte Gray episode and give it a listen um, and kind of unpack what we got here. I think that, that we do. I do have some tips, um, but they've significantly improved the show. Let's give it a listen. Oh, and yeah, I haven't got my USB-C cable yet that actually works for this thing. I, I have three. I have three USB-C cables. None of them work on this Rode Procaster. So I'm still doing everything through analog, and that's where the buzz comes from. Okay? I got to work on that. 
making the order on Amazon. Can you believe they charge over $20 for that cord for the Rode Procaster? Kind of highway robbery. From the early days of narrative filmmaking in the silent era, all the way up through the 1950s, there was an off-maligned subgenre of films pejoratively referred to as women's pictures, or even sometimes derided as women's weepies or three handkerchief films. And these films were defined roughly as any... So this is how they open their shows. This guy, Liam, who has an... So good. He sounds like... Uh, there was this dude, he used to do these clips of the, the most interesting man alive clips. That, and he sounds like he could just narrate these things. It's like Now Voyager, The Heiress, Mrs. Miniver, Adam's Rib, and a whole host of others were produced, packaged, and proliferated this way. Oh, and they were all directed by men. Almost exclusively, because of course they were. With very few exceptions, women didn't get to make movies, they just got movies made at them. While we thankfully stopped calling them women's films with the advent of second wave feminism, because it's kind of bonkers insulting and super fucking patronizing, <laughs> this style of filmmaking never actually went away altogether, it just took on a much You know, not that I, I, should, I should have any input on, on the actual content, Something is a little off-putting by him swearing in the intro. I think it makes it a little more cinematic if he's clever with his words. That's a great movie, and unless you're talking about Titanic, you're right. I'm not saying they're bad, only that they continue a certain cinematic tradition of films that center on female leads struggling with their relationships or their expected place in society. I feel like I just want him to play this music and go... Sharks have a week dedicated to him. They were all directed. The circus ran away to join me. Also follows in a lot of those traditions, except for that. Dark is afraid of me. Filmmaker. I once made a weeping willow laugh. Is in the director's chair for this tale of a Scottish woman who goes undercover in Vichy, France during the Second World War as a British spy working with the French resistance. And at first glance, it doesn't seem like it would belong in. A bird in his hand is worth three in the bush. Sure, it's a film more driven by relationships than plot, and our female lead is torn between her sense of duty and purpose and the role women were expected to play in society. Anyway, so so he does this intro to kind of explore what the what the podcast uh, subject matter is going to be about, right? And communists and resistance fighters getting mowed down in a hail of bullets, and a Dumbledore pretend to be French with a Marine veteran, a film critic, and a theater director. As we discuss Gillian Armstrong's 2001 World War II harrowing romance between beautiful spies, starring Billy Crudup, Michael Gambon, and of course, the incomparable Kate Blanchett as... I, I, honest, I, I, I honestly feel like, um, I, I, wish, I wish that they would, um, I love that they do the music, I love Liam's voice. Part of me, and this is again... Um, was maybe feedback that they're not looking for because it's their show. But for me, I would almost ask him to present it more like a movie trailer. And um, I just remember when I first reviewed it, it was so, it, it was off-putting because they open the show in such a way where it feels like a film trailer, it feels cinematic. And it was like, what is this? And then they they get into the, the round table piece, which is, an interesting take, you know? Scarlet Grey. Alright, we have got 
Call it in. It's danger close. I love it. God. Welcome back to Danger Close, a war film podcast. My name is Dan, and I'm here today, as usual, with my partners. Katie. And Liam. And today we're here to talk about a 2001 World War II. By the way, I love I love Katie on the show, too, because she speaks very matter-of-factly. Um, obviously, Daniel, I think Daniel is maybe the owner or maybe the producer, too. They all speak really well. Huge fan of Liam on the segments, like the intro. And then Katie is such a good person to have on the show just to add that to kind of round out the personality not the female aspect she's just very passionate about the topic as well and i think that i think they i think they do a really good job their chemistry is fantastic on the show France and becomes embroiled in the local resistance efforts while trying to and she speaks phenomenally on the mic but the script pacing and directing can't decide which style of filmmaking to embrace so it Kind of tries all. Is she a voiceover person? The film is based on a book by Sebastian Falks, and like most adaptations, I'd hire her. Honestly, not the best. It received a limited worldwide release and ended up barely earning back its budget. Critics were not impressed with the film in general, despite their praise for Kate Blanchett. So, with this, uh, adding a little bit of. a little bit, what I would suggest is their their compression, if you notice their compression, and it's probably going to be amplified even through my show because I, I do multiband compression, but the, the compression is way over the top, and I'm not sure how I feel about it because... Like in a weird way, I love, I love compression. I have a problem. I have like an obsession with it Um, because I love that it brings everything to the forefront. At the same time, if you do it, if you overdo it, it, it sounds so muddy. And, And there are times where their mic audio just peaks so hard that it's hard to hear, hard to listen to rather. Spy. There is some romance. Sorry for the buzz guys. That's not their show. That is my shitty setup. Tacked on to me. Right? I have thoughts about this. You could take all the romance shit out of it and it would not so, really alter. If you're listening to them, here's here's the other piece that I take from it. This is why I say I'm not sure I dislike the overcompression. The reason that um the reason being is that I think about something when you think about film. Um I think with film y- when you watch a movie, if you've seen a movie in 60 frames per second, it doesn't seem believable. It seems too real. It's hard to watch. And so when we watch a movie at 24 frames per second, which is less frames per second, that means less resolution, less quality, and there's fill-in, like it, there's that motion blur kind of effect that you get in film. All films are filmed, are, are, um, are done in that format in 24 frames per second and not 60 because 60 just makes people uneasy. I kind of feel that way with the audio that they're using here, that that compression kind of that muddy kind of it's almost like they're kind of they're kind of rounding it out a bit. And I don't know if that's in the intention or not, but it kind of makes it a little more cinematic. Is that weird? Gregory, the pilot. And then obviously uh, the other one is a Julien, the French communist resistance fighter played by Billy. Dan Dan is so good on on his um on his analysis so passionate about the subject matter and he doesn't fuck around with it man and that's where i think 
he's so strong in in um, his opinions about these shows and his analysis of them. It's it's second to none, man. This is a love story I want to hear about. <laughs> Not this bullshit with this pilot she met for five minutes who is like, whatever, yes. dude. Like, I can give a shit about that guy. And then there's a third film in here that is like about some. Now, the other piece that you hear, you can hear that Dan is in a really weird spot. Either he's facing the larger area of the room and the other two are facing the smaller area. Maybe he's in the corner facing outward toward the room and the, the other two, Kate and uh, Liam, are facing toward uh, the shorter end of the room. Because if you listen to his echo, it is so loud. Um, it's it, For me, it's jarring. Little Women. The original, the 1993? Yeah. yeah. Haven't there been 17 directors to that? The, the one owner writer. Do you hear his echo versus theirs? Clara Danes. That is one of my favorite movies. I've watched that movie at least 70 times. I don't know. The, they need DSer so bad. Directing style is the absolute tits for Little Women. Yes. But I don't know that it throughout the film. So listen, listen to her S again. Use the whole time as to what kind of movie this movie was trying to be, if that makes sense. I think this movie makes a lot more sense when you realize that it's from the director of Little Women. The original, the 1993? Yeah. Haven't there been 17 directors to that? The one owner writer, Susan Sarandon, the Claire Danes. So that is one of my favorite movies. I've watched that movie at least 70 times. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I've read that the hurts. Um, it sounds like I'm bashing. I, and, I, and I don't mean to. Like I, I should be gushing because there's a lot. There's a reason that I love, I love this show. A lot of it is around not only are they niche. But how many how many shows have you run into where it's like um, they they love war films and they're unpacking war films? It's just such a niche area, and they 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 keep you in that. And when you're listening to it, I get the I get war to war film vibes listening to the show, listening to them talk about it, listening to the music they use, um, the way they construct it. I, they're passionate and they're knowledgeable about the topic. Um, Liam's an all-out gangster on the mic. His narration segments are fantastic. They should have, I really think if they should not swear, dude. I don't think you should swear on the intros. I think you should shorten them up a little, just a little bit, and and have more of an um, imperative approach to it. Um, because he sounds like he's almost presenting, and now, like almost type of thing. Um, if he had a more resolute and, and uh, I don't know how else to describe it, but almost taking the most interesting man in the world kind of approach where it's just very honest and serious, unless it's a comedy, I get that, but um, I don't know. Maybe there's something I'm missing there. Everyone's chemistry, by the way, is just so good. They're all so comfortable. There's no real wasteful pauses that you hear when people are awkward. They're all really articulate in their conversation. I love how they do um, the big breakdowns of the uh, what they thought about the film at the end. They package it. They also are um, putting, they have segments now, it sounds like. They have different segments where each of them kind of do a little narration piece where, there's, where they explain a bit and then they all have a conversation around. Then they'll explain a bit and they'll have a conversation around it. He described patriotism <laughs> very thin. And duty. I think it's more of a sense of duty because that was definitely part. I, I of don't the hate British the over compression. I don't think. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Was you, you have 
you have to serve serve the country. And that's not a story that we get a lot of. And I feel like if you worked on your EQ a little bit and deepened it, deepened your voices a little bit and kind of took that edge off, that a compression is just fine. I said was not good. <laughs> Abysmal. Critics fucking. And the echo's got to go, man. Uh, Dan, I would put, if you have some sort of sound absorption that you can put on the other end of the room, that would just change the world for you guys. Did they glaze over Billy Crudup, really? Oh, yeah. Here is Echo. I don't know if he's in, like, if they're remote. There's no way they're remote. I thought he was. Because the way they're interacting, there's no way they're remote. They're, the chemistry is fantastic. Loved Billy Crudup in every scene that he's in. He's, he's sexier than I've ever seen Billy Crudup be. That's what I will give him. I don't know. He was pretty sexy and almost famous. But he was. I love their voices, dude. They're so good. Um, another piece, too. His. I don't know if I'll be able to find it. But what I did notice, too, is there's something weird going on with um. The movie clips. Sort of. When they pull in the movie clips, it's almost like there's some weird gate thing that goes on. Let me see if I can find Piss. one. I'll give it a. I'll give it the good college try. You still have real human feelings. They're doing helicopter shot. Over. <laughs> For two. I guess probably era. Yeah, speaks to a. Absolutely would be willing. I also think that that. Eight or gorilla. And trying to find it. Vichy France. Bear with me. Not really. Jews and. Exactly what you're talking. Where we talk about. Chiefly uh, keeping I can't find it. Here's what some they're gonna be make sure you cut up in this. And he like his like this 1940. Is that it? Well, this is an example of how they do a segment. And then we start getting the crackdown right. from the Germans who are cracking down on the Vichy government or sweeping it away and just doing their own thing in some instances. Watch. So I don't know about you guys, but I always had this thought of the French resistance as I don't know, I guess kind of like the partisans in Italy, but relatively unified people who were just working underground to slowly like sleep with this soldier and kill him in his sleep and like poison this meal and do this and do that and just, you know, throw a wrench in things wherever they could. I I love these guys. He's a Oh, wait, did I have it? With having France should be. Yeah. Hold on. Word communist. Like who's clear that one of half a dozen people. Here we go. Listen to this. I don't know if if this will translate through on your headphones. So you're saying they do all this to get six little communists. All right. You want to know who told the Germans about the drop? It could have been one of half a dozen people. An intercept. Someone in London. It's all left channel and kind of almost like tickles your right ear as it as it kind of noise gates over. I don't know what the deal is. It almost makes me dizzy. Um that, those that's the only feedback I have from the show. It's mostly technical. It's around the echo. Um, I think I think the mics do peak at times. I would I would jump into trying to gain stage those mics a little better for each of your hosts and work on that work on that freaking echo, man. That thing's killing you. Um, and then, um, yeah, the audio clips from the movies, but. God, I love I love what they've done. It's almost like they've taken what could be a horribly done subject matter, a foundation, and they make a round table entertaining and dare I say cinematic at times. They've done a great job. I'm going to leave these guys at an 8.1. I rated them an 8.1. I'm going to keep them at an 8.1. Um, I just, I think, I think that this is a unique space, a unique show. They have a great direction. I think this show is going to continue to grow. It's obvious they're growing and it's it's working. Stay with it. You guys are doing it, man. 
fantastic work. Danger Close Podcast. Dan, thanks for resubmitting. And I urge any of the other guys who have submitted your podcast to resubmit. I'd love to take another look and hear how you've progressed over the last year. We'll talk to you guys soon. Hey, hey, hey.